sandwich on your lunch break put this on in the background you'll learn something you'll have a giggle and if the boss looks you're on linkedin so don't worry about it you're not doing anything bad 13 seconds 13 seconds Hey, Tara, I loved your little whisper there. I'm about to go live, but we're live. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was trying well, to turn, I was trying to turn my microphone off. It didn't work. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's all good. It's so interesting, isn't it? We're all starting to kind of go back to the office and pending the new barrier to the UK. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll all start being able to return to work. So we'll have some live streams, I guess. So I'm working from home today, but I'm in the office other times. Tara, you're working from home today. And what, I'll tell you what's really interesting. So you came up with this interesting topic um, that is built upon a, some of the stuff that we're talking about at the moment. So Tara, what, uh, what is the agenda today, Tara? Oh, we're going to talk about my favorite topic to talk about, okay. which is talking about the power of words and the power of language mm. and how we can use that to improve and enhance our job search and how we can really understand more about you know, how we can connect with people, how we can connect with uh, officers if we want to get a job somewhere. Amazing. It's really interesting because you're talking about the power of words. And so in an interview, you're going to be there one-on-one in person and power of words, yes, of course, it's, it's talking words. But actually, what's really interesting in terms of the job search, which you're on about, which I think is a very good point to raise, that actually the way you get an interview and the way you talk in person is that you need to persuade people to invite you in for an interview. And the, the bits that are going to be judged on that is going to be emails and it's going to be CVs and the portfolios attached. So all of that is what the person's going to be seeing. And so I'm really interested how you can optimize these words. So how can you use persuasive language i'm sure you're going to expand into it as well so tara let me hear your thoughts on that yeah so and i think it's really interesting because this week i had uh an email from one of my clients who was saying how they had just received an email back from somebody who had said that they they had loved their cover letter so much it had really stood out and it really helped them to get uh get noticed and to to get an interview actually and actually this company that was advertising didn't have a job uh, advertised they just really loved their cover letter and some of the things that they said about the cover letter was was some of the exciting things that they were talking about and that's really through the power of language and I think we have the power to be able to do that in a cover letter and when Mm -hmm. when the job market is so competitive at times you can make really small changes and really start to stand out. Mm. It's definitely interesting, and I think you're right. And the other bit that we talked about, and I know we're going to jump into it as well, is that when you're looking at a company and you're looking at the culture of an architectural practice or a design studio or wherever you're looking at, as you said, it's really important to study that architectural practice. If you look at the way they talk about things, you can start to see priorities, you can start to see written languages and i'm sure as well it really helps to kind of emulate the way they discuss because there's certain synergies there and these things will stand out so for instance if you're talking about if there's an emphasis on um sustainability i mean that's an actual subject but i imagine then as well how things are written or key words which are important or driver words as you talk about them if you can kind of push that in your cv your portfolio and application it's going to resonate so for instance, if it's a forward-thinking practice, if you say that you're a forward-thinking person, I'm sure that would resonate 
Is this the kind of thing that we're going to dive deep in today on that then, Tara? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do first is, um, firstly, I want to talk a little bit about understanding what your values are first and how you can assign words and language to that. Then we're going to look at a CV template that you and I have included in one of our booklets for the course that we're doing. Yes. And then we're going to look at a job that you have advertised on the Architecture Social, um, which will, and then we'll look at how you've used language and how we can use language to apply for that job if we want to apply for that job, as an example. I love it. I love it. And so let's just touch upon that briefly before we touch in. If you want to see me and Tara or you want to follow up on any of this, you can join the community, which is architecturesocial.com forward slash join. And in the group section, Tara has a group called Archie English. And in the course section, we have our own course, which is all talking about uh, how to use language to stand out in your job search. So that is in the courses section and the group section as well. So you can find us there. All right, yes. Tara. I thought that's important, isn't it? So moving on. Or the sure floor is. is all yours. I'll go into learning mode and I'm going to pay attention as well. <laughs> okay. Make sure you ask me some questions as we I go. I will. Oh, yeah, and that's an important point. Anyone that's following us along, uh, you can ask us questions as well, can't you? So if you're on LinkedIn or if you're on, if there's any point where you want to challenge Tara or you want to say, Stephen, pay more attention because I'm <laughs> short attention span, uh, you can jump in and you can drop us a comment as we go along. Okay, Tara, do For you want sure. me to share the screen? The yeah, moment? that would be brilliant. Okay, all right. So there's Inception. Here's us. So, that's really strange. So do I just share my screen? Yeah, you go. So there you go. You're fine. There we go. Perfect. Is that working? Yes. Okay, because I can't see me, so it's very strange. But anyway, don't worry. I'll I'll be your I'll be your eyes and ears. My ears. You, okay. Yeah, you're going Sounds fine. good. So this is this a good um, zoom in, or do I need to zoom in a little bit more? I think it's a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Let's go there. Okay. Amazing. So this is an example CV, um, which I say trying to sell yourself. Now, I wouldn't recommend using green. It's just because that's my colors. But um, this is just an example where I want to talk about the language that we use for our experience So, uh, and also the language that we use in the, the summary. So, for example, in this CV, we've got a very short summary, which talks about experience. And we're talking about the sorts of projects that they've worked on. And then in here, you'll see there's an example. So proudly designed. So we're using a word like an adverb here, proudly, to talk, to give a little bit more information to what we did um, and what we've been working on. So we've proudly designed and managed the construction of inclusive play spaces. So we're giving more information to the types of projects. It's just a very short summary. And some people don't always put a short summary on their CV, on their CVs, uh, mm. but for me, I think it's a good way to just give a brief summary of the work that you've done and also what you're seeking as well. And then also here you will see there's three keywords. So if in the job description they're talking about, well, this is an example of a landscape architect's CV, so they're talking about wanting horticulture and place-based design skills, so I've put these keywords within the within within the CV. Mm. Um, but then the next part, I think, which is something that I work a lot with people on, is looking at the experience. Like, how do you write the experience section? So mm-hmm. here you'll see we're using the verb at the very start of the sentence, and the verb is in the past tense. So often people will write a CV to me, or they'll show me their CV. And it might be written, for example, in the the, continue, the present continuous saying executing and managing projects. But for me, I think it works better when you write it in the past tense because it, it has more of an impact. So executed and managed award-winning uh, projects. So here you can see we've put the word award-winning. So we're, we're describing the project more as well. Mm-hmm. The the other thing is is to vary the verbs that you use as well. I often see people writing managed and led, managed and led, or using exactly the same verbs. So you'll you'll see here in this experience, we're trying to 
use a different verb starting the sentence. So we have executed, we have led, we have partnered and promoted. So we're trying to vary the language that we use. Am I making sense so far? Yeah. Okay. Loving it. I'm soaking it in. Brilliant. Great. Great. Okay. Um, the other thing is too, is I think it's really important to be able to uh, quantify your experience. So in this example, what I've tried to do is to show, well, this person executed and managed award-winning projects through uh, from design through to construction within two years, so giving it, giving it a quantity of how long it took and within a budget of $3 million. So that just gives the person a little bit more information, gives it a quantity and, and gives it a bit more of a story behind the experience. Mm, I, I think that's great, Tara, and, and that's an actual point that you should use uh, across the board. I think being literal uh, really helps, isn't it? And I love that your point, literal languages. is It's not just you use Revit, it's the fact that you've done 10 years of Revit and I think speaking and putting that spelling that out clearly it really helps and it and it and it stops the person who's looking at your CV from asking the question because you've mm. already answered the question but yeah absolutely I don't want absolutely. to I'm conscious you can't <laughs> see me so you're like I know I'm, I'm just like, looking I'm, at my screen like I'm your I'm your guide but that I felt that's a great point so carry on okay yeah so I think as you were saying, it's important to really spell things out. And mm -hmm. if, say, for example, a job is asking, as you say, for Revit and AutoCAD, then you put it into your, your description. So in this example here, coordinated design and construction documentation using Revit and AutoCAD for 15-plus projects. So they already know that you've got extensive Revit experience because you've been doing it for a long time and you've also been you've done it on 15 projects so that gives them a little bit more information um, so I think that's the most important aspect of giving the uh, giving the experience mm. section is talking about it in the past tense as if you've already completed it it's really I think for me it's a it's a, a subconscious thing it's something that you've achieved so when you put it in the past tense it's an achievement that you've made and that it's quantified. Um, I think it's also important to have, you know, short dot points as well and not sort of be too waffly. Some people mm. can tend to be a bit too waffly, but if you sort of follow that, that recipe of, okay, I'm using the, the, the past tense, I'm using really strong verbs, and then I'm also quantifying most of my dot points, then you're really sort of telling the story of your experience through those simple dot points. Um, yeah, so in this one, I mean, this person here has only had less than 10 years of experience, so they've only got one page CV, and they're trying to list as many of those things that they might see in the job description. Um, so as I said, we're looking at Revit and AutoCAD, um, also Perhaps in the job description, they were asking for being able to coordinate in teams. So in this example, we're using engaged, managed, and built strong relationship with engineering consultants and landscape contractors on five public space projects. So it, it says a lot in one sentence. So what you're trying to do is says, say as much as possible in as little words as possible. Mm. So, so far, that's, that's what I have in terms of looking at the CV. And this is a, a PDF which will be part of our course, actually, Stephen. So it's Fantastic. really, it's a, it's a checklist. So it's an ultimate CV checklist looking at, firstly, what we were talking about before. So when you're doing your CV and you're trying to apply for jobs, firstly, I think it's really important to know what your strengths are and what your values are, who are you and what, what do you do so that you can see if the words that you're using really match up to the job description. And so that might be things like being really passionate about responsible um, choice of materials or being innovative, for example. So it's important to really know that first, I think, before you're putting your CV together because then you can start to put those words in your experience section. Yeah. 
So this, yeah, the checklist is really here to help people to think about all those sorts of things that you need to think about in terms of language, how do you set it out, what do you need to include, and then it really breaks down each of the sections in a little bit more detail. You have a question? <laughs> I love it. No, 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 no. No, I was enjoying it. I think I think this is really useful, and I just think it's amazing that this is already there. And so yeah. one of the things is that today, I'm going to put a link at the end of this as well, so where, where everyone can find this course and can get there easy. But I just want to remind everyone, all the hard work that you're putting in, Tara, um, is can be all found on the Arctic for Social. So I'm bringing it up because you can join there. And if you go to the course section, then Tara's course is on the top. Our course is there and Tara's group is there. So Absolutely. amazing. Amazing. Yeah, so we'll in this within this booklet we also talk about things like powerful verbs, mm. how you can use different ones because often I as I was saying I see managed and led a lot. So it's right. good to sort of have some alternatives so that you can vary the language that you're using. Because if somebody and you might know this from your own experience too, if you're picking up a CV and it's saying exactly the same things all the time, it's not necessarily standing out to you. So if you're trying to search for different words or search for different ways of saying something, it already subconsciously shows that you've taken care and that you've tried to stand out from the rest of the, the crowd. Yeah, and I'm building on that point as well. I think what I love about these powerful verbs is, is that it allows you to expand on, on what your role does. And, and you're right, just to say, like, I designed this building or built, I really think on CVs it's not enough. You need to... You need to jump in on that. So I was the team leader of a large residential project for Reaper Stages 1 to 3. As part of this, I led the design coordination. I, I was involved in design management. I was on site, and I carried the project through all Reaper Stages, through construction to practical completion. So I freestyled that, but that's a lot that's more, good. It's, that's a lot better to imagine and illustrate than use as you said so i love your irregular verb of i built i mean okay it's a it's a catch-all but that's not the point isn't it this is all about standing out so freestyling with your powerful verbs you can say um okay i carried this project through reba stages one to six i redesigned the planning stages twice as part of that was encouraging team um members as a team leader and in part of that, I mentored one or two of the part ones. Okay, you could mention that a little bit. But I loved like analyzing the site, managing team members, uh, initiated Reba stages one to six, and streamlined all the processes. Yeah. And BIM documentation. Again, a freestyle, but using these powerful verbs. Yeah, I felt that that sentence was a lot, had a lot more. Uh, how do I say it? A lot more gusto in there. Absolutely. So it definitely works, Tara. Yeah, I think, and the thing, this is not an exhaustive list as well. So if you just type into Google powerful verbs, mm. you will get a list of lots of different verbs that have more of an impact, I think, than than what we think some mm. of the, the other ones do. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of examples in this book, do this, not this, so, for example, as I was talking about when you're using the, when you're talking about experience, we talk about the past tense. Yeah. Um, also making sure to quantify your achievements. So that's the first thing that I wanted to talk about. The second mm -hmm. thing was to talk about, I think it's this one, yeah, talking about looking at the job description and possibly even um, looking at the website as well of the, of the company that you're applying for. And trying to find those clues and those keys. So mm. I, I imagine you wrote this job description. Is that right? I did. So <laughs> in, in my, I, I do many things at the moment. And what else, I mean, Tara, we both have in common. We love getting involved in career coaching. And that's where this course all comes about. I do yeah. also work as the uh, head of talent at Aquilari. And so you're right. So we currently posted this job last week. And this one is one I wrote. 
And so I did use Grammarly and I do try hard to write. I'm, I'm hopeful. Okay. I'm hopeful. I'm sure it's fine. It's yeah. very good. This will um, be the acid test. Always live, isn't it? Like, Uh-oh. But yes. Great. No, it's okay. I've had a read through it. It's all good. Amazing. All right. So let's, so rather than I'll remove the fact that I work there for a second and I'll pretend like mm. you. So I am a job seeker right now. So this is for an associate role at Akright yeah. Lowry. So Katara, please crack on. Yeah. So I guess if I was a job seeker, I would be looking at this, this job description first and trying to pick out what are the keywords. So as I'm reading, I'm thinking, okay, we do not believe in a culture of overtime. That's already to me standing out. That's great. So Possibly not their passion is for creating beautiful places and innovative architecture. So at this point, I would be writing down some of these words, these adjectives to describe what they're talking about. And then you could even, and one thing that I get a lot of my clients to do is to write innovative and synonym for um, innovative. And then you'll get a list coming up into Google with lots of different examples that you could you could use so ingenious or novel so looking at different examples that you could use because you don't always i think want to use exactly the same words but you want to try and use as many as possible but then to show that you sort of understand what they're talking about so in this example we have innovative which i imagine lots of architecture practices would use that um but then I would be trying to find words that maybe are a little bit different as well that maybe you haven't seen on other job um, advertisements. So curveball is a good one. So if somebody, um, if a deadline throws us a curveball, then we'll pay our team for all the hours worked overtime, which also I guess means um, that they like people who are willing to adapt as well. So you uh, might yeah. look at that and say adaptable. Um, here they've talked about, um, well, you've talked about cutting edge. So looking at cutting edge design. So mm. again, looking at innovative. So I would be writing down cutting edge as well and thinking about how can I put that into my CV? You could, you could then talk about the experience that you've had on projects, which were looking at cutting edge design. So you would put that in your CV. Um, what else are we looking at? So regeneration projects. Um, so you might put that in your in your CV as well if you've worked on similar projects. Uh, what else have we got here? Full autonomy, which means what does full autonomy mean, Stephen, in this case? So are you basically... You are not muddy-coddled, or as in you're not going to be micromanaged. you got the full scope to... Um, manage as an associate, as you see fit, and and in this case, run projects. So, yeah. For instance, this is not the kind of company where you're working on so so big projects that you don't really have an impetus on it. This you can actually get your arms around it. So, in yeah. this in this scenario, what we would be looking for an associate is someone that is comfortable leading the teams, someone that. Is comfortable running their own projects and uh you yeah it's autonomous so yeah hopefully so we, that makes sense yeah absolutely and so using autonomy like autonomy um initiative as well being proactive yeah. so trying to look for those words that will really cover those certain things so often what i would i tell people to do is really highlight the words and this is a bit harder, I guess, for some people who definitely, for people that I work with who speak English as a second language, is it might not always be obvious, the mm. kind of reading between the lines. But this is where an exercise like this, like finding the words, the keywords, finding what the synonyms for them are and trying to understand what they really mean because that's, that's a, a really difficult task sometimes to really look at a job description and find out what exactly do they mean. Yeah, great. Great point. Yeah. So then what I would do from this point is I would take the job description, then I would go, and this is, you can find all of this information on the Architecture Social, the job um, jobs board. Mm -hmm. um, when you go into the company information, then you click on Acloid, Ra Acloid Lowry. 
Wow, you're doing an amazing job at like demonstrating my new job board. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it loads quick enough. Is that is that my website or is that is that the internet then? Which stream? Uh, then? Possibly, Which stream I think it's my internet. We'll say oh, it's my bless. internet. And then Great. and then you you would go to the website for Acloid Lowry. Why why is mm. it taking so long? And then it will take you to the website and then you could do the same thing. So often what I would do is get somebody to pick maybe one or two projects from, from the company that they're applying for. Well, I love and that then, you brought up our beautiful scheme there, Tara. Uh, <laughs> How do I get out of this? <laughs> oh, you just click eggs. Don't uh, worry. I think, um, I think we're having a bit of lag on the stream, but don't worry. Well, you can find, and um, you don't even need to go on the website actually for this. So don't worry. Don't panic. Cause we've got a year. If you scroll down, so part of why I'm building this job board is so that you can see the sectors, the skills. So if you go up, Tara, you'll see on the right, it's got sectors. So we use Archicad, residential, commercial education. Those are the real big mm. beats of it. And so there's a podcast there, which is all about planning and sustainability. You can yeah. check the website as well, but hopefully yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to do with it is kind of distill what the companies are about so that everyone can find where they want to work easily that's the goal mm, yeah so if we get there i'm sure you will um so yeah as i was saying i think to take it even more one step further is say for example this was the projects you might click on the project mm -hmm. and then try and find the keywords that are in the projects that ah. really resonate with you as well um and write those down and make sure that you're including those into your cv so oh, there's, a, there's a project up the top if you want to click on it so if you scroll up a bit Tara, so yeah if you click alva north for example oh yeah we'll click on alva north yeah so that will bring up a project do you know the projects inside out by now i'm getting there <laughs> i know i know i know that this is like um you know this is like a beautiful there we go it's up there beautiful <laughs> it's so good building <laughs> So this is yeah. one of the schemes. So this is a commercial office in, in London, which is a, which is a refurbishment, Caledonian Road. Yeah. So in this example, I can already see that um, the works include the installation of a mezzanine around a central atrium, which will allow daylight into all workspaces. So to me, that says that lighting and the way that you design the building around light is important. And then you could, if that's something that you're passionate about, or you uh, wanting to include in your experience, you could also include that in your experience. So that's just one example, but it's it's something that I help people with. I'm sure that you help people with as well, is trying to make sure that the language that they're using in their CV really matches that job description and matches the, the company culture. It matches exactly what the company believes in. Yeah, I like that. So, I mean, this is elegance here. So anything like an elegant solution or refurbished buildings is going to kind of really work and, and stand out there. I love what's going on in the background. Tara. Have you, are you making, um, are you making dinner or breakfast there? Or? <laughs> I'm not. <What's... laughs> we have, we have internet issues here today. So don't worry. I, I can see what's, it doesn't sound too bad. I can see after this, you're going to be like, Oh, you cooking during the live stream. <laughs> No, no, I understand. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. This is amazing. So to summarize this now, so what we've done is actually, if the point is here, the more familiar you get with an architectural practice, the better. And so, I mean, we're using this current website, but what you're saying is you can do this with any uh, company website as well. And what you're saying is you go to the about the company, you kind of see a few key words, a few drivers of the company. And so in, if it's innovation or sustainability, you look for all the causes, you look for things that are really important to that, and then you would kind of mirror or echo in your work bits which are uh, synergize. I hope that's the right word. Synergizing. Yeah, so get some synergy between yourself and the company so that when they read in your application that you build rapport. Because there's familiarity, yeah. there's common goals. And then what you did is say, it's not just the about, you can go into particular projects. So you could say, for example, in the last scheme that I worked on was a refurbishment. And then I can see in Alva North that you really dealt with this old Victorian warehouse in a beautiful way. And these are the kind of schemes that I am passionate about. And I believe I could be fit in. So I think it makes, I think it makes complete sense. I think 
it's it's all about relatability. When pe- when you're looking to apply to an architectural practice, what you have to realize is that if there's a job vacancy there, it's because they need someone to fill that position. And the more yeah. familiar you are with their company culture and the more that you could adapt or fit in and the more that you show, show share common goals, the more relatable you're going to be, the chances are that they're going to pick up the phone or drop you an email and invite you for an interview. It makes yeah, complete sense. So yeah. we have all of this. So you've un- so let's say this is Pandora's box and you've uh, you've opened <laughs> it up and we're kind of like we've got all this good stuff. So we that is all. Let's remind everyone where that is, and then what we'll do is we'll open it up if anyone wants to ask one or two questions as well. So I'm gonna for next time. Sorry, Tara, I didn't put the link in today, but. If you go on the architecturesocial.com forward slash join, you can find that in the courses section and that will be all there. Well, actually, I can bring it up, isn't it? So I'll get that up while we're talking now and people can see exactly where all of this good stuff is. And yes. bring that up on the screen. So we, um, at the moment, it's hidden. So the, the next part of the course will make that Ooh. visible we- today. Yeah, we'll 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 launch it straight after this. So let me bring up the architecture social right now. So this is what happens when you join the architecture social. So I'm launching some super cool stuff as well, but you can find us all here. And I just want to, I mean, some people are really familiar with it. So just in case you can't find the two things which are really important. So Tara's group, Archie English, is here. So yeah, it's number one apart from secret project that I'm working on. So you can find well, it's not so secret because I just live streamed it, but it's coming soon. <laughs> uh, I'm adding content, and but you can find now and Tara's group, which is Archie English, which is great. So it, this is a nice group within the Architecture Social for this uh, for built design professionals who speak English as a second language. So it's all about building up all um, learning from each other, confidence, building up your existing skill sets when it comes to English as a second language. And as well as that, that's what me and Tara work together is because there's nice synergies between what Tara does and what I do because I like to do, um, I've done mentoring for the last year on CVs and portfolios and getting jobs. And we, we both have that um, as our common goals. And now I do career coaching as well. So me and Tara, I'm learning stuff from Tara as well. Yeah, we're learning stuff from each other. Yeah, well, we are. Interesting. We're- I would love to know um, how you work with people, actually. What what does it mean? Sure. So, wow, really, really caught me out, but that's great. <laughs> we'll, lo- we'll load it up now. So you can find me. Oh, wow, there you go. So I do career coaching. I have launched this. So this is, you can find everything I do in, in terms of on this website, actuallysocial.com forward slash coaching. So Tara, I am launching it now. That when I'm not working at Accra Lariat, when I'm not working on the Arctic Social, you can get my time. You can get one hour a week. You can, we can do one power hour if you want, or we can do one month or three months if you really want to do the whole shebang. But what I'm doing at the moment is we can go through the whole process. So I am more than happy to walk people through on a bespoke, custom basis and go from the start, if you want, to finding your dream job at the end. So if these were Reba stages one to six, I do Reba stages one to six and we can go through it on your career. Or if, for instance, you're struggling on your CV and portfolio, you can find that you can have me to go through it with you together. So, and, and what I will do, my whole goal is to get you the job you want, to get noticed, to get attention and to get that career where you want it to be. So you can Sounds check good. You can check out all out here and you can check out all my testimonials and all this stuff. So there you go, Tara. Hopefully that works. And look at all these companies I work with. I can't even believe it's been that much. That's a lot. I yeah. know. I'm feeling old looking at it, but <laughs> that I have worked for it when recruited for those companies. So check it out. All right. Amazing. Thank you for that. And I'm going to have to work on it as well. I'm going to work. I'm going to work on it. And what I'll do is update you how busy I am. But Tara, while I'm not doing that, we're building our course. So the course is in the courses section. So we click that. If you go in the Active Social, you've got the groups where you can find Tara's group. You've got the courses. 
And if you go down to here, oh, I'll have to bump it up a little bit. <laughs> Let's go. You're all the way down the bottom there, Tyra. We'll I want I want a cool logo like you've got on all of your other courses. We'll have to. Oh, we'll, to we'll make pizza. we'll make we'll make one. We'll make we'll make one after this. But you can see the courses. So if you are if you are joining the course section, you'll see the overview. You can start it. You can click it, and you can go through. So this is the section which is already launched. And so me and Tyra will open this up today and look at all the hard work that Tyra's done. So you can you can flow through this and they so if you're actually viewing it, so this is from the admin side, but when you go into this, you can literally click this page, click when you're done and go on to the next one. Yeah. And this is all for free. So yes. I don't know if I got my soundboard working, but no, <laughs> didn't hear any claps. Did you hear it or not? Love it. No. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, amazing. It's just me we that did. doesn't hear it this time. Well, look, yes. that's all here. Okay, so that's all here. You know where to find us as well. Tara, uh, is there any... Is Oh, we might have one or two questions. Can I do have one thing to add, but yeah, we can see if there's a question. I've got one question from Madge. So it says, thank you both for sharing advice. My strategy applying for jobs so far is by having a broad general CVs that covers a range of potential keywords while that cover letter email is the bespoke one uh, do you recommend that even my CV should be edited for each practice so I have my view in this Tara and you probably have another view as well and everyone's yeah. allowed to have different views so I kind of think of the I have always preached about you say now you have 10 to 20 places that you really want to work for so your dream was to work at Heatherwick or your dream is to work at Grimshaw then I think that this exercise that we're doing is absolutely perfect for Grimshaw, okay? Or if there's a practice near you that you love the design, this is the time to do this exercise on to get that perfect CV and portfolio, which relates to them. In the interest, though, in kind of getting out there, so see now if your goal is because you're unemployed or you want to go into the industry as a part one, I do think that having a more generic CV is going to be, and portfolio is going to be a good use of your time as well. Because I do think that if there's, for instance, if you imagine there's 4,000 architectural practices in the UK, doing this exercise for all of them is probably going to take up too much time. So I would say you would prioritize the ones that you love working for and you do a tailored approach. And normally the email would be a bit tailored. You could tailor a covering letter if you're going to do that. And maybe you would push certain elements of the CV to the front for the, co for the companies that you love. And then I would do like a best case scenario, generic CV portfolio, which still embodies the lessons of what we're talking about with, you know, powerful uh, verbs and, power and powerful words and having all these lessons. I think that's my way to go about it, just so that you're getting out there. But Tara, how do you feel about um, my strategy? Would you do something a bit different, or do you think yeah, you no, do the I same think, thing? I think the strategy that you're talking about is good. I think it's good to have a general and then maybe more um, like specific. Somebody gave me some really great advice recently, and I think this this could work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. If if you're um, thinking about applying for different um, different places and they've got slightly different needs and wants, Great. what you could do is write down the list of your jobs and just like I had all the dot points in the example, you would just write everything you've done and you just do this in a Word document. It's not your CV. It's just a Word document. So it's potential um, dot points that you could put. So, you know, engaged, um, engaged contractors or managed and led a team and all the things you did and you list them. So maybe you have 10 or 12 for each job. Yeah. Then you, when you're applying for a job, you can go through the job description and then just pick out the ones from each of the jobs that, that match the most to the ones that, that you're trying to apply for. So the, mm -hmm. the, the goal would be to try and come up with as many as you could but mm -hmm. then only put the ones in that are relevant because then it's not going to take you extra time. Well, maybe a little bit of extra time to make the CV, but you've already got the language there ready to go. And then you just copy and paste it into the I CV. Think that, I think that's really good advice, especially for someone further along in your career. So say now, for example, 
hypothetically, Tara, uh, Stephen Drew Architects, I'm a practice runner and I'm predominantly residential. And you, Tara, are looking for to work at Stephen Drew Architects. And you've had a combination of residential and commercial projects. It's It makes sense to do a version of the CV which emphasizes the residential schemes to get into my practice. And so what you might do there is it you could so it's not you could do a bespoke one for Stephen Drew Architects, or what I've seen some people do is that they have two versions of ACV. So Tara would have a a commercial biased CV and yeah. a residential biased CV. And therefore the images, the order and the language and the priorities of what's discussed are different for both. So uh, so if you're a if you're a graduate, this is probably not as relevant because you get no. into the industry. But this is a perfect example, Tara, of someone that's maybe a senior architect or a project architect. It's really good to kind of push to the top the projects that are relatable. And one of the things that uh, recruiters do, which is really helpful, that people are not aware of, is sometimes I would get an amazing uh, job applicant. And the CV and the portfolio would have projects, uh, in mainly in, in the portfolio, would have them in a different order. And normally, I would override and put the projects at the top that I think yeah. would help get a job. And that's not changing the words, and that's not doing any of that, but it's manipulating the order. And this is a, this is something that I don't think many people are aware of. And I guess it goes to show the power of the order of the projects and the persuasiveness of the words, how important it is. So if you're not using a recruiter and you don't need to use a recruiter for everything, you have to think about what's going to attract that person's person and prioritize it. So it's always a battle between being relatable and your own time. You know, yes. you don't want to spend an hour customizing a CV for one practice that you're not familiar with uh, and then going on to the next one. You've got to really weigh up like your situation. How important is it that many people see your architecture CV and portfolio versus do I want that dream job at one company I've always wanted to work for? So if you've always wanted to work at that company and you're only going to send two or three applications, I think personally, Tara, what you're talking about in our course that's the way to go down it. So it's highly customized and bespoke because you know you want to work at that company and you're yeah. probably in a job that you're happy with. And that's why it's all about getting and getting their attention. Yeah, Whereas if, if you're currently like, maybe you're going to be unemployed soon or so forth, you want to, you want to attract your top tier once, but then you will do the general approach. I mean, what's your thoughts, Tara? Yeah, no, I think it's it's exactly what I agree with. And actually, somebody that I worked with recently had the situation where a lot of their most recent work actually had nothing to do or didn't relate as much to what they were applying for. So they had to really think about how did they order the projects within their portfolio um, because the more recent projects didn't necessarily have have the most common commonalities with the new with the new job. So yeah, sometimes it's about sort of rejigging and rethinking about how is what I'm presenting going to match to the company. And you've got you've got to try and make the company feel special, I guess. We talk about this a lot and people in in job searching talk about this all the time. You've got to try and make them feel like you've really done your research, you've really understood um, kind of what that who they are and what they want. And I think like with Madge's question it could even be that you just go to the website, you pick out a couple of words and maybe you change a few words mm. because, you know, words are very powerful in that if people really truly believe in something and they see that word written, subconsciously they're, they've already connected with you in some way. Mm. I mean, we yeah. don't know, but that's what I you're think, hoping. I think so, and it's the balance of, I loved your points earlier, so bring a few of them back in. Trying not to waffle is really important. We have to re we have to imagine the conditions that some people are looking at CVs. And so 
I've got a little bit more of an authority to talk about this now because I am actually getting all the CVs in <laughs> yeah. Craig Lowry in my role. And between doing lots of responsibilities and sometimes I'm in meetings and sometimes you got to think things can get missed in an inbox. And, and actually, normally, if someone drops me a message, then after they sent the application, I'm far more likely to kind of respond there and then. And also, I do think you're right that actually... I really need to understand what the person is all about. And I'm constantly thinking about the values that Acro Larry are looking for when I'm looking at CVs and portfolios. So you're right that actually, if people talk about, you know, innovation, if they talk about sustainability, if they talk about helping um, in particular, anything to do with, because we do a lot of work with the community, community. And so anyone from like a level, so, so, anyone below 20 that's looking to get into architecture like we really care about that so actually anything to do with giving back to the community really mm. sticks out and i look for it and so if yeah you, so if you had that in your cv and it was buried in the back i might miss it but as you said tara if you bring to the forefront the stuff that you have in common with the practice and i saw that then you know, while representing Accurate Lowry, I would just think like, wow, okay, we need to get this guy in because, oh, they get this lady in because she's done amazing stuff with youth, you know, with yeah. inspiring people. So I think yeah. it's, um, I think it's great. Nora's um, a big fan of your, uh, of your point, Tara. So oh, that's well good. Done. I don't know what I said, but hopefully it was good. <laughs> we're covering so much so fast. So we're doing really yeah. well. I think um, though, at this point, is there any other thing else you want to mention, Tara? Yeah, I think I I don't think I talked about it earlier, but about mm -hmm. knowing your values and knowing who you are. So I've talked about this a lot recently with mm -hmm. a lot of my clients. It's about sort of knowing exactly what you stand for, because you you could actually realize you are applying for a job where you're not really connecting to what the company is saying. So it's good to do that work prior to doing your CV and prior to applying for jobs. And so there's many ways that you can understand what your values are. Maybe, maybe from a list of words, you choose three or four words that really resonate with you. So maybe innovation is important to you. Maybe uh, leadership is important to you. So it's about understanding that first so that you can see as well if some of those things connect with the company that you're applying for. Um, to give you an example, a client that I'm working with at the moment and the one that had gotten a response from the cover letter had written on the cover letter, I am really passionate about my Spanish twist. And so that when the person responded to that cover letter, they were curious and wanted to know more about what is this Spanish twist? Yeah, what is the twist? About? Oh, I can't yeah. want to know now. What is the Spanish? Yeah. Give me the, I exactly. want to know the Spanish twist. So I wanted to know what, what does the Spanish twist mean? And I think that's a really good way of if you can define something about yourself and get people curious about you and, and who you are and what you stand for, it's almost like leaving the door open to something. And mm. that's, that's how powerful language can be sometimes because you're letting them into, into your world and you're trying to make them curious. So when you know who you are, what you stand for, you, you know, you come across as, as really, really wanting to make a difference. And I imagine, for example, you know, working on community projects, if you're talking about that, you're really standing out to that company, as you said. Yeah. I think, I think that's really important point to mention. I think you summarized it really well. You do need mm. to stand out. It's all about getting someone to want to meet you in person. That's the whole process. Once you've, if you think about uh, looking for a job in a nutshell, once, once you've decided that you're going to go somewhere else, it's about starting that journey, identifying who you want to work with, and then you need to be relate to them because you're going to send them an email, you're going to send them your CV and portfolio, and the goal is to get that interview so that in person you can talk about yourself, talk about all that you're looking for and how you are the right fit, and you can demonstrate that. But to yeah. get there, the words need to be solid on paper. They need to be solid on the email. So exactly. I, think, I think that this really helps. So I'll bring it up for one last time if anyone looks at it. 
But this, oh, I'm cut you out there, Tara. I told you okay. <laughs> pass you. I clicked the wrong button. But you can check this course out. So we can get, oh, it helps if I get the tab up, doesn't it? But look, so this using English to enhance your job search is a course that me and Tara have built up on the architecturesocial.com. And you can do, you can join that by clicking forward slash join. So do it. Do it now. Say, say, drop us a note on the architecture social and let us know what your thoughts are. I think that's great, Tyra. If you're happy with that, I think that's been super helpful. I can't yeah. think of anything else. That's amazing. No, I can't think of anything else. I think the thing is it's all in the course and we really want people to participate. And yeah. also you can share as well in, within the course. So, for example, mm -hmm. in the first module, we talk about how you can write your hook letter in your cover letter. Oh, okay. So if you want to share your hook within the community of the of the job um, of the of this course, you can share that, and Stephen and I can comment on it as well. Or if yeah. you have particular questions about words or powerful verbs or powerful adjectives, then we can definitely answer those questions as well. So I think it's important to engage, and if it can help you, then yeah, we're very happy. Amazing. I've kind of pinged you a message there, Tara, saying Thanks. words like hug. But that's how, that's how they go about it. And you're right. I think a lot of this is about your own drive as well and also being around people that really want to learn and really want to make a difference. So the course is there for everyone. Of Get course. involved in the architecture social community and the architect and the Archie English group. And that's what it's all about. So yes. on that note, me and Tara... Mm -hmm will be on the community there you go oh i got white lights here looks like i'm sweating don't worry don't cry. i've got to be careful of my lightning here so I mean, it looks like i'm in a dark room but basically how's the weather today in the uk it's fairly gray i just got to get the balance oh. because what was happening tara is that i would let the beautiful sun in but as you remember from last time it oversaturates the camera so <laughs> yeah I'm that's what's happening to me a bit yeah <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You see, because the camera picks on one thing. Yes. So on on that note, we will leave it here for the week. I um I can't hear the sounds, but this would be the outro sound. I'm gonna get new sounds as well. This has been uh, <laughs> me and Tara for this week. So Tara Carroll from Archie English, www.archieenglish.com. Me, Stephen Drew from Head of Talent Acre Larry. So you can check out Acre Larry at Acreid, A-C-K-R-O-Y-D, uh, Larry, L-O-W-R-I-E.com. It helps if I put this on the screen for the next time. <laughs> I, will, I will have that. Oh, Enough. I do. Yeah, there you go. Acre Larry. And as well as that, as well, I am on the Architecture Social and I am now doing career coaching as well. So if you want me or Tara in your corner, drop us a message what i do career coaching as well we're the dream team supreme thank you so much everyone thanks everyone drop us a message if you need anything have a fantastic wednesday enjoy hope you enjoyed your sandwich see you next week take care <laughs> bye, -bye. bye bye everyone <laughs> <laughs>